there's nothing I can do better to help the people of New Hampshire than to explain money to them. Right. You're, you're, you're holding a melting ice cube in fiat, and it is right. a scam. The Fed and the Treasury right. are scamming you. And you got, and I, if there's one thing I know, uh, it's it's money and how it works. And uh, you know, we've 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 got to spread the word, and and that's sort of what my run is about. And I think you know more broadly, that's what's going on in the in the country in the world right now. You have a lot of people who are saying, like, hey, we can reinvent the world the way we want. And, you know, what what better group to do that than Bitcoiners? Hey everyone, welcome back to Bitcoin is Hard. This is a Choice App production about Bitcoin and personal finance. I'm your host, Brian Harrington. And today we have Bruce Fenton with us, who's a longtime Bitcoiner and candidate for US Senate. And so I'm very excited to just talk to him about him running for Senate and being a longtime Bitcoiner, because I really, really believe that like Bitcoiners have influence and have the ability to change the world. And so that's what I want to talk about today, Bruce, is just practically, like, what are you doing with the Senate run? And how do you view Bitcoin as a solution? And so introduce yourself for people that are just living in New Hampshire or follow you on Twitter. Like, who is Bruce? Sure. So I'm a, uh, in, in, I came from the investment business, and I've been in Bitcoin for about nine years. My background is in securities. That's kind of what I've done my whole life. My mom got me into that business as, as a child, really. And then I, I got my first job when I was uh, 14. And then I got licensed when I was 19. So that's been 28 years that I've been SEC registered or licensed in some form. And uh, and then I got into Bitcoin like eight or nine years ago. And and like you said, you know, Bitcoiners are changing the world. You know, we tend to be uh, kind of a, a tough bunch, you know, because you go through a lot to be in Bitcoin. It's hard. There's a lot of ups and downs. And, uh, you know, people that sort of march to their own beat and, and break the rules and make their own rules. And that's sort of what my run is about. And I think, you know, more broadly, that's what's going on in the, in the country, in the world right now. You have a lot of people who are saying, like, hey, we can reinvent the world the way we want. And, you know, what, what better group to do that than Bitcoiners? Right. And like, we, hum- we have the ability to make the world a better place. Like humans, we have that ability. And so, and I think I was telling you, sometimes I get really frustrated with, change like change candidates and reform candidates that they just pick their shot at running like at very very poor times it's like the 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 ideas are the ideas are not enough we have to know how to mechanically systematically like move the better ideas forward in this world that is resistant to change and so that's like so rather than sitting today and like your platform's awesome platform's terrific solving solutions is terrific like Tell, I just read your blog post about just like path to victory, like start there and tell us, you know, why you chose to run now, like mechanically and just talk to us about that. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that I, I always had in the back of my mind, I'm interested in, in politics and public service, but I didn't think I would be running now at all. I, I have a lot to do with my business and there's a lot going on in Bitcoin, very exciting. And I've got a great life, frankly. I mean, I'm really lucky. I've spent a lot of time and effort and I've been very, very fortunate to be able to have a, a you know, a, kind of the ultimate gig. You know, I've got a, a cool work environment and a cool job and I do what I want um, and I really enjoy it. But there, there is an opportunity here because they, the, the differences between candidates and ideas are more stark than they've ever been before. You know, we have very, two very different visions about where the, the world should be and what should unfold. And what has happened over the last two years, you know, I'm not happy at all with the 
uh, you know, reaction to COVID and the, the, the tyranny and mask policies, injection policies, things like that. And I'm not happy at all with the economic policies. You know, those very, very significant. I mean, I think disastrous economic policies. We haven't even um, really had the full effect from all this reckless printing of new money. And we're just starting to see it with inflation. But this isn't the end of it. You know, we even have uh, geopolitical uh, global instability because of it. So it's very, very significant. It's really serious times right now. And I think we're in kind of a fourth turning or an epoch shift where the whole world sort of changes. And then on top of that, you had this just, you know, fate, I, th I think, you know, uh, there was, you know, you know, event after event after event that seemed to lead me down this path. You know, first of all, the popular governor decided not to run. Then two, not one, but two other former senators who were expected to run didn't run. So it ended up being this wide open field. I had a lot of friends that were trying to convince me to run uh, back in January, and I, I just com completely dismissed it. And, and I'm right. not just saying that like false modesty or something. Right. I really did not want to do it. But uh, you know, in looking at the way the world is and, and um, you know, where politics are, I, I actually have a very, very good chance of winning. And I felt like, yeah, you know, now is the time. You know, I don't want to wait around for another four years or something. Now is the time to try and make change because we can all make change in, in, our, in our world just by right. being the change we want to see. Right. And something I super agree with is correct. Like the timing is never convenient. The timing of being an activist, the timing of choosing to try to put a dent in something is never convenient because people that are high performers and have things going on, you you are always having opportunity costs about working on different things. And that's that's people have talked about. That's a reason why like we don't see more, you know, kind of like private sector, like high performing individuals, like jump, like, you know, quote unquote, jumping into politics or whatever. But you're you're right with the Ian, Ian, but then when, when we see some do, sometimes they don't wait for the time when you're, like you said, the popular governor chooses not to run. The other kind of like leading next people up decide not to run and creating these kind of open like opportunities. Um, but at the same time, also through, did you anticipate when you were involved in Bitcoin, like early as you were, did you anticipate your name ID rising the way that it has like through that? Because that's the other thing also is that you're you're in the right time at the right place, but you also already have a public persona. Like it very bothers me when people start to work on their email list and start to work on their name ID, you know, inside a campaign season because right. the election is, what's the day of the election? September something? September 13th is the yeah. primary. So yeah. September 13th, like we can't, we can't be talking about, I know I said, who is Bruce Fenton today? Because I'm asking like, who is for, we follow you on Twitter. We know the name, like tell us what you're all about, but we can't be saying like this name ID like thing that close to the election. You can't be trying to build your name ID and win an election at the same time. So that's another reason why you already have the building blocks in place of like having an online following and having people that believe in your ideas. That's something that, um, honestly like not not everyone has and people need to understand like the importance of that um so did you under did you think that you would have as much of a profile and influence as you do now when you got involved in bitcoin you know nine years ago you know it's it's funny uh when i started in bitcoin i really wanted to have a high profile and i i did all all the speaking engagements the first couple of years i was i was doing tons of speaking and uh you know, at one point, Andreas was ranked number one, and I was ranked number 10. Um, but ironically, around 2016, um, I wasn't, I, my career changed, my life changed a little bit, I was fortunate enough to have done well in, in the space. And uh, it became a little much, especially with all the ICO wave, you know, I'd go and have 25 people pitching me something. So I actually went kind of underground. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I went from taking every media request to taking zero. So there was a period of a couple of years where I wouldn't, I just said no to every interview. 
you. I said no to every uh, speaking engagement. And I kind of went low key. And my plan was to, you know, go off in the sunset to my farm and, you know, and just enjoy life. Um, but I did, I do still out, you know, I still built a following. I, I didn't try and like actively promote myself, but I still had people, uh, you know, follow me. And I, I think that's one, one really great thing about that is that even people who don't know me, it's really easy to do research on me. And you can go back. Uh, somebody just sent me a, a clip from 13 years ago on uh, on YouTube. It was from 2009 or something like that, where I'm talking about bailouts and central banks and these kind of things. You, you know, so I'm very very consistent. There's things even 20 years old where I'm talking against war, uh, against the drug war. You know, these kind of things. So that gives me some some uh, you know sort of proof of work, street cred that that you just can't duplicate. You know, a lot of politicians, unfortunately, there's politicians jumping on the Bitcoin bandwagon right now, acting like they're Bitcoiners, and they'll say anything to get elected. But I believe what I believe. I've been kind of a Ron Paul type of Republican or, you know, libertarian, really, mm -hmm. for, you know, many, many years, very, very consistently. People may like that or dislike it, but I think everybody would agree that I've, I've been consistent. So so that's helped. And it is kind of fun. You know, the there's benefits and drawbacks of being in the public eye. You know, I I um, you know, tried real hard. I, for a long time, I wanted to be well known. And then I got a little taste of it. I said, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah. if I want that. You know, I, I, there's some drawbacks of it and I went underground, but you know, this is important enough that it's, that I'm willing to, you know, kind of put myself out there and there's some benefits of it too. You know, it can help you in business and, and, you know, being, it, it, it's, it's a funny thing, you know, being, being recognized and stuff, it's a double-edged sword. Um, and, and some of the aspects of campaigning, I'm not super comfortable with. It's still in, in our space, we're all about cypherpunks and, you know, decentralization. It's not about like me, me, look at me. And so, but that's part of campaigning. You know, I, 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 I posted a few selfies in the last couple months. That's more selfies than I posted in the last five right. years, probably, you know, but that's right. some of those things are expected in a campaign, I suppose. Right. Something just funny thing like something i've been saying is when going to conferences and things like that it feels like playing bitcoin twitter in real life it's like you want to talk about the metaverse I want to talk about the metaverse like i feel like i'm in the metaverse right now like i'm talking to bruce fenton like bruce fenton is that is the character whether it's on twitter or on a video podcast or at like a coffee meeting in new hampshire like that is what it is in in like you say the consistent proof of work of bruce fenton on the internet for 20 years talking about positive ideas like that to me, that's my favorite thing about like, like online personas is, is yeah. like, it, it, it does feel like playing a video game and like, and not, and not in a bad way, like in a positive way of like, we're traveling through life, trying to like create alliances to make the world better. And like, that's what, um, you know, that's what campaigning is. And the other thing that's great about this race is I, I hope what'll happen is you'll be a bellwether for like the influence that a bitcoiner you know does have like how how big or how influential is like that bitcoin vote like can you can you talk to us about that like new hampshire tell us about the free state movement tell us about the relationship between libertarians and republicans because that's the other thing i've seen i feel like new hampshire does really well is the libertarians and republicans do a great job of influencing each other and that's something that i would i honestly would love to see happen across other states yeah, so the Free State Movement is a group of people that uh, came up with a pledge. I think it was almost 20 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that, that said uh, 20,000 people are going to sign a pledge and they're going to agree voluntary pledge to move to New Hampshire and pursue the minimum amount of government being protection of life, liberty and property. 
And so that tends to be obviously mostly liber libertarians, anarchists, and liberty Republicans, and uh, and some Democrats. You know, I, I love the idea of liberty Democrats. I wish there was a lot more of them because I think that our core values are, are the same. You know, I, I think that a lot of I have a lot of great friends who are Democrats. They got good hearts. They care about the right things. Uh, we just dis disagree on the solutions. And boy, there's no shortage of libertarians who will tell you why we feel our solutions are better. You know, we we love to debate that more than anything else. Um, and so, yeah, we have a, it, it's been a successful movement now. I signed the pledge seven years ago or something like that, or eight, eight years ago, we moved, we made the move almost six years ago. And, um, and it's, it's kind of taken off, you know, there's now quite a few people in the state house, in the legislature that are, that identify themselves as free staters, uh, you know, mo mostly Republicans. And so, so you have this strong Liberty Republican movement. We have a strong libertarian movement. Uh, and a very, very strong activist movement. There's a there's a small core group of people, and I can't take credit for being one of them. I'm certainly a member and a friend, but I'm not. I I'm I'm just having put in the hours that some of these activists have. You know, friends uh, that I have, like my friend Carla. You know, people like that who. Um, you know, they put in a lot of time, they do lawsuits, and they do events, right. and they go to things again, and again, and again, I'm doing more of that as a campaigning thing. But, uh, you know, there's a strong contingent, you know, there's a lot of people and that even even a dozen of them, the dozen most, right. uh, you know, forceful, they have an influence. There's a lot of politicians that fear the free staters, they say, Oh, boy, don't don't make you wear masks, those free staters will come right. and they'll cause trouble. Right. And yeah, they will. So that so it's very exciting. And it's it's made a difference. And some of the laws, uh, you know, they've made a difference in terms of, you know, there's there's no vax pass, uh, there's there's no injection mandate, schools can't ask, uh, you know, things like that, uh, you know, a lot of gun rights and different things that that have been pushed through by this that by this legislator. So, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. And, and, it, and they picked the they picked New Hampshire, because it's sort of the perfect state for it. Yeah. And, wh and what's the adoption rate about Bitcoin, or just the overall vibe about Bitcoin throughout the free state movement? It's pretty good. You know, uh, Eric Voorhees, Roger Veer, and Charlie Schrem came up and spoke at the Pork Fest, the, um, the Free State kind of festival back in 2012. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of people that listened, and there's people who threw a couple hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin in that back then and held it, you know, and now they're rich. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is a very strong base. There's a lot of uh, Liberty people that have moved because of that, you know, so there's a huge overlap. And um, I think it's fascinating. One, one of the things that psychs me the most about, about the run, the day that I ran and pretty much every day since then, the day that I announced, somebody's asked me about Bitcoin. And, yeah. and it's what's really funny is they don't even, they don't say my name. They don't say, they just like, I'll be on the street. They're like, hey, what, what do you think of Bitcoin? Right. You know, which is great. You know, I, I'm glad that people associate, you know, I want to be associated with Bitcoin. I'm proud of Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. And, uh, so it's really exciting. A lot of people care, young people, you know, college students, I mean, are really interested. I have a lot of college students that, you know, they, it's, it's kind of, it's sort of a secret weapon for the campaign. There's, there's a lot of college students are on the left and some of them, they don't even care about right. my politics. They're right. going to support me because they care about right. Bitcoin. And if they have an opportunity, yeah, they, the they're volunteering like Bit and stuff like Bitcoin, that. Yeah. Bitcoin is the new shorthand for just, yeah. just fix it, change it's it. A, it's a cool brand. It's a cool brand. And, uh, you know, even people who disagree with my politics, they're volunteering and helping out. You know, they want to come and meet me because I'm a Bitcoiner. It's not about me. It's not right. like, oh, this guy, you know, I really want to talk to this guy. It's like he's Bitcoiner. I want to hear what the Bitcoiner has to say. So right. I think that's a that's a great victory right there. Right. Right. So what then? 
when you think about Bitcoin in the United, so we we talked a little bit before we recorded just a, more about the mechanics of securities and trading tokenized securities and kind of how the the uh, technology with which securities are traded is old. And then, you know, how do we upgrade the systems of this world? Upgrading the systems of this world is very old. Like, how do we, what is the path for Bitcoin in the, in the United States? Like when you think about it, just moving into the future, when you think about the United States moving into the future, how, yes, how do we get the systems of the United States upgraded? And off of that, if that's too long, like how do us as humans, like, like I want, I'm going to start using Bitcoin as my base money right now before the tax loss change. Like, I'm just going to start doing it because like the software is going to be written that allows me to use Bitcoin in my checking account and hook up to the ACH network and like choice app, like puts Bitcoin in your retirement account. Like we're, it's almost like software is already routing around the bureaucracy. So it's like in one way, like what you're doing is positive and like we want Bitcoin advocates in the Senate and like I believe in voting and like I'm happy to participate and I'm happy to like root for a positive outcome. But at the same time, like life is too good. Life is too good to sit around and keep using old systems. Like I called my bank, I called Ally Bank and I said, hey, you got, I, you're a great bank. You're like you're decent, like you have live chat. Like I'll, there's just one issue. Like the currency software that you're running sucks like absolutely sucks. And it's not good for my family. Like, do you have anything on the roadmap to like fix this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well I have to switch apps then. Like, I'm sorry, you know? So I don't know, take both of those. Like, how do we upgrade the systems of this world and what can us as people do while they're being upgraded? I think you, you hit the nail on the head by the, the framing of your question, you know, which is what did people do? You know, that's a great question and people can buy Bitcoin and just do it. You, you, you can be the change in, in the world that you want to see. Yeah. Um, a lot of people view it as a big victory, like, oh, we're going to get the government to, to adopt Bitcoin. I don't really care about governments adopting Bitcoin. You know, I mean, it's great if some central bank wants to buy it. Yeah, whatever. It's another hodler. But I would much rather if, if, if I could advise a, a president or a king or somebody who's a ruler or leader of a country um, and, and, they, and I have a magic wand, I can, I can have an hour to, to advise them on anything. I wouldn't say, hey, you know, have your central bank buy it. I'd say get rid of the central bank, you know, to encourage your people to buy yeah. it. And, then, and you don't even need a politician to do that. You and I can do that right now. We can tell people like, hey, you know what? Just skip the whole system. Do your own thing. It's kind of like the separation of church and state. You can have the separation of money and state. People can just go and start start their stack. But go if you don't yeah. own Bitcoin, go buy 10 bucks worth. If right. you own some more, buy some more. And then that inevitably leads to to the, you know, these other kind of things, fixing the banking, fixing your apps, fixing securities, fixing everything else. If 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 more and more people own Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin, particularly if it continues to do well. Uh, you know, that's going to make more change. You know, I, I would like to see, I wouldn't like to see the United States have a bunch of Bitcoin on its balance sheet. I'd like to see the United States collectively as individuals have yeah. a bunch of Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's a lot easier to do with a couple hundred million people, 250 million people. You know, you can, you can, it's a lot easier to accumulate a trillion dollars in Bitcoin than it is to have one central group do it. So sure. I think I think that's exactly the right track. We just keep adopting and we can be the change. We can write the world the way that we want it. We can write the future. Yeah. No. And, and that's where that's almost one of the best parts about being elected is like having the ability to like go on TV and say that, like, that's yeah. what's so funny about the, the best, like, and that, that's, what's so interesting in this country is that almost like 
media personalities and podcasters and television hosts are almost as as powerful like as congress people because they have the ability to like change public opinion um and having more people with microphones and with the bully pulpit of you know influence saying things like that like like don't like you go buy bitcoin like you go buy bitcoin and and having you know with no caveats and just saying like right. this is positive us doing i i love the idea of i've said this a few times like having homeowners associations like own bitcoin having cities own bitcoin like having and, and that's what's so awesome is that getting three of five in any city or three of five on any hoa and just like talking about the benefits of bitcoin and talking like yeah i i think that could be really powerful yeah absolutely i i, I think it's uh you know, it, it's it's super important to be to be talking about you know talking about these things. And and as a candidate, you know, I think I'm probably one of the only candidates who's talking in in a way that you know I'm just not like a fan of the U.S. dollar. And I don't think that's unpatriotic. I mean, the classic wisdom, and probably especially if a couple of years ago I would have been running and talked to some consultant, they would have said, "Oh, don't right. say that. You got you got to be firm on the dollar. It's the flag right. and the dollar and the pledge of allegiance." And it's no, it's not. The dollar is a scam and it's it's bad and it, it's not anti-American to say that it's the truth and right. and we shouldn't be buying a scam. The most American thing to do would be to forget that uh, that scammy currency and move on to something better. The, the right. Bitcoin is way better money. It's way right. better money. And I don't think there's anything more American or more patriotic than telling people to but you know opt into a better system because it's going to happen whether we want to or not it's it's here to stay and it's going to it's going the, you know the toothpaste out of the tube bitcoin is here to stay and uh, i think the trend that we've seen over the last 10 years with bitcoin is going to continue and i i believe in hyper bitcoinization and the monetization of bitcoin and the bitcoin standard so um you know it's unconventional but i think yeah you're right you do need more people talking about these kind of things for sure and that's and that's because that's what you said at the bottom of one of your blog posts, which was, was the, like many people and organizations are still operating under rules built for a world that is now gone. Like, yeah. like saying we have to be honest with ourselves about the dollar, like as you just were, like we have to be, this has nothing to do with like, yes. Okay. Thank you for like the political advice of the, you know, we can't say that or whatever in the past, like, Hey, totally understand, actually super understand where you're coming from. However, that world does not exist. Like exactly. I'm letting you know, like the same way I did with Ally Bank on the phone. I'm just, I'm letting you know, like better software already exists and people are moving on to start using it. That's happening. Like hyper-Bitcoinization is happening right now in real time. I'm here. And like, you're saying, you're like, my name is Bruce Fenn. I'm here to help you as a leader move towards this. If yeah. you will have me, let's do it. Like, and I love your responses. I love your responses to your opponent too. When they say, you know, please send more money. Like the Bruce is running and you're like, look, let's just do it without money. You, right. Let's just cut that out and just do it on the ideas. Like that's a classic, great response. Yeah. And, and the establishment knows what will happen if that, if they agree to that. Yeah, they're afraid of it because they're operating under these old rules and all their consultants and advertisers and experts are, are operating in a world that's gone now. And it is gone and it, it changed. And it's interesting what you said about being a leader because, you know, I, I goof off and everything like a lot of other people. And I didn't really think about, you know, getting into politics, but just the fact that I'm running, you know, you, it does change my mindset a little bit. I've got to be a little bit more serious and I've got to think like, okay, I, I am running for a position where I would be one of the leaders in this country during what I'm afraid is going to be quite a 
time yeah. of turmoil. I think we yeah. may have war. We may have all kinds of other, you know, really serious things going on. And I, I pride myself on being the kind of person who wants to help people when there's a, a big storm or, uh, you know, something dangerous or something going on. I, I'm, I'm right at the front. You know, when I, I was panicked when I first heard about the virus, I thought we were all going to die. And I was right at the front. I was prepping. I, I wasn't advocating for lockdowns, but I was prepping, uh, you know, for fear thinking like, yeah. Oh, this, this could be really, really dangerous. And, uh, there's nothing I can do better to help the people of New Hampshire than to explain money to them. Right. You're, you're, you're holding a melting ice cube in fiat and it is right. a scam. The fed and the treasury are right. scamming you. And you got, and I if there's one thing I right. know uh, it, it's, it's money and how it works. And uh, you know, we, we, we've got to spread the word and, and that's the best thing right. I can do to help people and when you're, is, you know, right. looking and when at you're elected. Way. Yeah. And when you're elected to the Senate, then the people of New Hampshire will be more prepared for the future now. Like that's yeah. just it. Like the, the, the people of New Hampshire will be in a better position to go through like the, the fourth turning, as we're saying, like the, the world is changing, but you don't have to be afraid of that. You can choose to make positive decisions and like do that. And we can choose to have leaders with influence that understand the times we're living in and understand how to make positive decisions. And that's going to trickle. Like, it'll be obvious that you live in New Hampshire because you will be less panicked than people that live in other states that have leaders that don't understand what's happening. Like, that's, that's great. Like, that's good. That's good for New Hampshire. And that's good for America. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd like to get that, that word out. I mean, I, I feel like I can help people because it's all about helping people. It's about helping the country. I, I really want to serve. I want to serve a higher power and, and, right. and do good things. And there's nothing that I can do as a, as a politician, if I'm elected, uh, there's nothing I can do that's more important than Bitcoin. You know, there's nothing that I can do. Bitcoin can be the change. All I can do is maybe help Bitcoin. And also I can help stop tyrants from trying to stop Bitcoin. You know, so somebody like Elizabeth Warren doesn't come in and try and make Bitcoin a felony or whoever knows what other crazy thing they would try, right. you know, but all I can do is kind of foster that and educate people and be there and, and be there to help. Uh, but but Bitcoin is is a thing that can really, really help uh, humanity. And it's, it sounds it sounds too lofty sometimes to say that, but you have to uh, think of it in the contrast of how evil fiat is. You know, fiat causes actual death, actual millions of deaths. It is is a horribly, horribly evil system. It's not just bad. It's not just a scam. It's actually evil right. where people die and they go to prison and stuff that they wouldn't have without the fiat system. Right. And uh, so an alternative to that is a, is a very high uh, calling and something that I think is, it's the most important thing I can do as a person and as a candidate. It's the most person, most important thing that anybody can do to, to further freedom and, and what's right in our world. Right. Uh, something came to mind when you talked kind of like goofing off like political leaders, like one of like Nayeb Bukele, like came to mind, like, how do you, what do you think of, or just, just like being willing to kind of be a person like on the internet? Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think of, um, just kind of his like leadership style and like how, what do you, how do you think it's going like in El Salvador? I, I think his leadership style is great. You know, I think there's a new generation of, you know, kind of the Joe Rogan, I mean, Trump had a lot of drawbacks and was certainly very polarizing and hated by a lot of people, but he did sort of have, he was himself and he did these long speeches and things like that. And I see that kind of a trend with a lot of these things, you know, with the way that media works and podcasts and, you know, folks like Joe Rogan versus CNN, he now has more viewers than CNN. Um, and Bukele and and other people, you know, there's other candidates, Blake Masters and other people that I that I think are moving more towards this way. You know, the right. the 
kind of Nancy Pelosi model, I think is an older model. And I don't think it appeals to people, particularly Gen Z, you know, the younger people. Um, so yeah, one of the, one of the, it was a very, very hard decision to make to, to run. But one of the things that I decided the only way I could do it was if I did it myself. You know, I, I, I have to be myself because it's, it's a big burden to run. It's a big burden if you win. It's a big burden if I get sent down there. Uh, I couldn't also be a phony in addition to that. Right. I just don't have the energy or the time or the interest. I have to be me. And if I go out there and say, I'm me, take it how I am. You're not going to like everything I say. I say a lot of stuff. So nobody's going to agree with everything. But at least you know that I'm genuine and where I come from and what I'm about and who I am. And if you like me, vote for me. If you don't, you don't. And I'm super cool with that. And I, I it's very refreshing to me. I actually feel bad for most candidates because... Uh, you know, they got 10 meetings a day with people telling them what to say and what to wear and all this stuff. There's just zero chance that I would do that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not some lofty, great thing. Uh, you, you know, it's it's just who I am as a person. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, be energized and happy because you got to be happy with what you're right. doing. You got to enjoy you, your, your last right. day could be tomorrow. And so you got to enjoy, you know, enjoy what you're doing. And, and I'm enjoying, I'm loving it right. so far because I've I'm just being myself. And if people yeah. like what I say, then great. If they don't, then I'm not the candidate for them. That's cool. No, look, and from the outside, like it's, it's honestly a joy to watch and it is refreshing to hear. And like, and it's exciting again, to watch, watch what, um, what Bitcoin can do, like as a brand, like, as you said, and be that like positive change for the world. So Bruce, what, uh, wrap us up on hit the numbers again. I watched your video on just path to victory and like why, like the primary is wide open and how the numbers actually stack up and how you've already been endorsed by um, the leading libertarian of last election, like hit us with that stuff and then wrap up with just your campaign site and everything for everyone. Yeah. So um, it's a very, very winnable election. It, you know, there's two steps. You got to win the primary and then you got to win the general. So the, the primary there's, there's a new, a new candidate just came in now. So there's now it's a five way primary, whoever gets the most of that. So uh, it's not a ton of votes that you need. There's typically only 150,000 people. So depending on how those votes get split, you could win that with as little as 30,000, 40,000, certainly 70,000 votes would, would, would take it. So that, that's a very, very doable thing. I view my campaign like a startup that job is to get, you know, 70,000 customers and a customer is somebody who votes for you in the primary. So it's uh, typically Republicans, but independents can vote as well. It's the GOP primary. Uh, that's very, very winnable. You know, I've gotten uh, just in just a couple of weeks, I've gotten some name recognition. I've gotten some press. Uh, you know, people love my message. I'm the most kind of uh, against the tyranny. I'm, a, I'm the most against COVID policies. I'm the most against the economic policies of any of those candidates. So that, that's been resonating a lot with, with the, because Republican primary voters are very upset with the Democrats. I mean, more than they've ever been before. They are not happy with, with uh, my opponent, Hassan, and they're not, they're not happy with Joe Biden. Uh, so that brings us to the general. I mean, once, once I win the primary, if, if I'm fortunate enough to win the primary, you go on to the general and, um, it's almost even better there because, you know, she's a very, very unpopular Democrat. There's a lot of, uh, you know, she's ranked, um, you know, top 10 uh, seats most likely to flip. Uh, you, you know, there's a lot of people who are upset. There's a lot of gym owners and business owners and people who've had their, their businesses shut down, their kids forced to wear masks. They're serious and they're going to turn out. They're going to turn out. We're going to have a we're gonna have a red wave in in November. So so that's kind of the name of the game. You know, Bruce Fenton is my website. Easy to find Bruce Fenton. But um, you know, that's the big thing: getting people in New Hampshire to take a look at that website and and just spend, give me ten minutes. You know, I'm willing to give six years if people can give me ten minutes. Uh, you know, I, I I and again, it's it's not like I'm trying to convince people 
uh, so much to vote for me. I just want them to know what I stand for, uh, because I believe that the majority of people believe what I believe. I, you know, there's people who like the masks and they're happy with what happened with the last couple of years, but I believe that that America is going to right itself and and we're going to set this set this right, and yeah. uh, that there's going to be a majority of people who agree with me. So, uh, you know, if I get the word out, I'll, I'll win and I'll be the next senator from New Hampshire. Love it, love it, Bruce. Thanks so much for the time today. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome. Have a good one. Hey, Bitcoin is hard listeners. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. This has been a Choice App production about Bitcoin and personal finance. And just want to let you know, none of this is investment advice or an endorsement. It's just an interesting conversation with a Bitcoin guy who just happens to be running for the U.S. Senate. This is intended for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.